Welcome to Feisty Mindfulness, a mental health podcast where we share tangible advice and resources and stories from real people to encourage growth in owning your mental health. Here's your host, mug collector and cardigan queen, Joelle. Welcome to Feisty Mindfulness. I'm your host, Joelle, and I'm here to create a space where we can openly share about mental health, share our wins and our struggles, and everything in between. I hope to empower and encourage you all to share your stories and experiences. I have done this for years, and by sharing my story and experiences and the tips and tricks that I've learned along the way, I have found that I'm able to help end the stigma against mental illness. So I hope to empower and encourage you all to share your stories and your experiences so we can help end the stigma together. I want to spend the first episode just sharing my story and introducing you to The Invisible Project. So The Invisible Project, this is something that was an idea that lived in my head for a really, really long time, and it took me several years to come up with a way that I really wanted to be able to present it. Um, So the idea stems from um, my journey with mental illness and finding mental health and how sharing my story opened up a whole different world of friendships and connecting with people that I don't think would be possible if I didn't share my story. So The Invisible Project is me being able to work with uh, fellow mental health individuals, so people who are struggling with something, and there's a huge variety. I've been really lucky to get in contact with people who have been really open and honest and willing to share. Um, We've done interviews on video, and then I've taken photographs of them and all about how they live their lives, which is really what it's all about. It's not one big answer. It's about how you live with it and how you adjust and how you continue to learn and grow along the way. And in the end, what I'd really love to do is put together a gallery with the images of these people who have shared their stories and be able to share the video that I've been able to record of them sharing their stories as well. And to go along with that is my story. I, um, it's a long 28-year story, <laughs> probably 20 years worth of struggles and triumphs, so I'll try and make it a little bit shorter for you, but I started having symptoms of just not feeling well when I was really young, and it was really hard to explain to people what it was that I was feeling, because I was probably about eight. Um, So I just said, hey, I don't feel good, or, you know, I was sick to my stomach, or um, as I got a little bit older, I would try and explain to my parents that my heart was pounding, and that I was sweaty, or that I felt like something bad was going to happen or like my heart was just going to pound out of my chest and I was having trouble breathing. And um, it was a time that mental illness was not 
talked about and it's already I mean there's a lot of stigma around it but this was even more so there was even less conversation about um, the symptoms and treatment and things like that so it was really hard for me to explain it was really hard for anyone to understand what was going on and um, by the time I was 13 it had reached a point where I was in therapy um, and school counselors knew and they were trying to figure out if it was test anxiety or if it had something to do with just like school nerves and that kind of thing and they tried different medications that were for um, attention deficit disorder and I was seeing a doctor for those medications as well as a therapist and nothing really seemed to fit um but I didn't know that and no one else knew that everyone just was doing everything they possibly could and by the time I was 14 I actually ended up in a um mental health facility or mental hospital um over here in Grand Rapids I'm not originally from here so my family brought me over, and I actually was admitted to Pine Rest as a teen. And I felt out of place there, which is weird because you would think that there would be people like me, which would make it easier and that you would finally find a place to fit in, but I didn't feel like I fit in. I felt like those people were very much... A different caliber than me. I felt a lot more normal than the stories that they were sharing. Um, and it was sad to hear their stories about parents that were struggling with their own mental illness and maybe involved in some unhealthy things. And these children were the end result or a, you know, a factor. And it was hard to hear those kinds of things even as like a 14 year old understanding that that's not what my life was and so I I don't remember a whole lot I remember one girl there um which was pretty impactful um for a while and my parents say that they came and visited me every single day they drove from DeWitt and came to see how I was doing and check up on me it felt like eternity to me I don't remember a lot um I remember being frustrated with the different therapies because I was 14 and AC and I didn't, didn't want to do it because um, they were telling me not to do things that I had been doing to cope. Um, they weren't healthy things and um, I'll probably share about that some at some point in time, but try and keep things positive. The um, By the time I got out, I had medications and a whole different experience and outlook on mental health that I, no one else did. None of my friends had that kind of experience. And they, it was not something that I was going to share with them. And it wasn't something that my family talked about. No one really knew where I went um, for that week. So I started dealing with the feelings of like just feeling very out of place. I had a overnight bag that would make jangling sounds because I had to take my, you know, medications along the way and the pills, you know, jingle and jangle as I would try and, like, unpack my stuff to hang out with friends. And, and it's honestly, it's not something that I would wish upon anyone. Um, especially at that age, you're already a teenager and angsty and fitting in sucks. Um, and kids are mean and 
girls are mean. So that was, that was tough already. Um, and my family helped me a lot. I definitely wouldn't be here without the support system. And I was really lucky to have um, a mom who was almost insatiable in her search for knowledge and ways to try and help me. And she would buy books and read articles and find try, just trying to find any way to help me. And my sister was awesome. Uh, she was an older teenage sister, so I'm sure that all I really did was annoy her. <laughs> but she was great, and I got to um, spend time with her in a way that I don't think either one of us would have necessarily picked, but I wouldn't sleep alone. So I, because uh, I had panic attacks, like terrible panic attacks at night. And so my room and my bed and bedtime and sleeping and nighttime all became this very sinister thing. And part of my coping was I stayed with my sister and she was great. She would stay up with me. We'd watch TV. We would, um, she'd read to me if we were both awake or we would both read our own books and talk and, and stuff. And she would stay up with me and, um, eventually I moved out of her room, which it was probably her idea or my parents' room. I'm not sure, but somebody was like, you got to get out. <laughs> and, uh, so I ended up sleeping in my parents' room on the floor and then their hallway and then the hallway to my bedroom. And then finally, um, and I don't remember the date or anything like that, but it was pretty monumental for my family. I got back into my own bedroom. <laughs> Um, so that was, that's one thing that I do remember. I don't know if it's medication or if it's my brain deciding that it's not something that I need to remember, but there's a lot of that period of time, like a couple years, a solid couple years that I don't have a lot of really strong memories. Um, I'm grateful for photography because my parents have photos of me in school doing cheerleading and I have a lot of that kind of stuff on camera, which is nice because a lot of it I don't remember. Um, but I ended up being pretty stable on some of the medications and going through some of the therapy that I went through in high school. And, um, I was lucky my family was very involved and did their best to help me navigate things as I went through high school and I got into college and, um, I came out here to Grand Rapids and lived all alone in a two bedroom apartment <laughs> and tried to figure all of that out and I actually did I did pretty well I got a job and went to school and ended up at Grand Valley and in the process of Grand Valley there's you know normal college stuff that you have to figure out but I uh, went through some more tough stuff and I ended up self-admitting um, in the spring of I think it would have been 2015 and at the time I was engaged and I remember looking at my fiance and telling him uh, that I didn't want to do this anymore and I was very matter of fact and I told him I, I don't want to wake up I don't want to have to do this all the time every single winter is a battle for me every single semester is tough and right as I recover I start a new semester and right as I recover and I start to feel better it's a new fall and it's a new winter and I don't want to do this every year I don't want to do this anymore 
And I'm sure that that is terrifying to hear. Um, but he handled it pretty well. And the next day I called my mom and I talked to my mom about it. And she said, you know, you need to do what it is that you think is best. I think you need to call your doctor or a doctor and see kind of what your options are. And so I felt unhealthy enough and knowing myself after all of these years um, that I ended up self-admitting to Forest View. And again, I felt the the same way that I had before. I felt out of place. I was looking around at these <clears throat> adults with families and, ki- you know, their kids, their stories about their kids and the impact of their mental illness on their family. And um, it, it was an adult unit and there was all sorts of stories. And I just, I looked at them and I said, oh, gosh, I don't really fit in here either. I feel like I'm really lucky compared to so many of these people and their stories. And so I was frustrated that I had put myself into that position because I couldn't finish my semester. I ended up medically withdrawing from Grand Valley that semester. And um, I couldn't work on anything. They wouldn't let me do anything except read like fictional books (laughs) and color did a lot of coloring, <laughs> um, which actually is a really great therapy thing. So we'll go over that, I'm sure, in another another podcast episode. But um, I, again, my family came to visit me. My fiance at the time uh, came with my mom and I, you know, was released and I did a day program for a couple weeks after that. Um, but in the process, uh, my roommate didn't handle it very well in college and I was working part-time and they let me go and I medically withdrew from Grand Valley. And so things definitely uh, took a, a turn for the more interesting, I guess you could say, when I got got done. So I ended up staying that summer um, and into the fall with my family back in DeWitt, which was actually really good for me. Um, I took some time to kind of regroup and everything and fast forward a few years struggles and back and forth trying to not take medications um because my concern was always that I wasn't myself um I knew enough after getting uh, my degree in psychology from Grand Valley that those kinds of things all your medications they do impact your brain that's the whole point (laughs) is that they change the chemical balances of your brain. I always really worried that that was maybe messing with my memory or the way that I studied, or maybe I would have gotten better grades if I didn't take them, or maybe if I stopped taking them, I would be different. And so that was always something that really, really bothered me. And so I would try and take myself off my medication, well, with my doctor, but I would try and not take any medication or take minimal medication and every single fall it would be the same I would start to decline and by the time you know the holidays rolled around I was miserable and then I suffered for the next several months until I seemed to usually hit some sort of wall in the spring and have to find a way to recover whether that meant going back to the doctor and figuring out medications all over again or I would find a new therapist or a new coping mechanism, but um, 
I ended up being able to advocate for myself a lot, which made a huge difference. I looked things up and I tried to educate myself as much as possible about things so that when I had those conversations with therapists and doctors and, and stuff, I didn't, um, I didn't hesitate to tell them what I knew and ask for specific things, which I think made a huge difference. Um, I'm really thankful for a family that, you know, encouraged and raised me to be that way. Um, I would go into a doctor's office and it be able to articulate how I was feeling and also tell them about it, the experience I had on different medications along the way. And um, I wasn't afraid to say no, whether it was to a doctor or trying something that didn't feel good or didn't feel right. Um, I was pretty unapologetic with therapists at one point. Um, I actually got up in the middle of a therapy session, one of my very first ones, and just I just told her we're not a good fit. Sorry, <laughs> thanks for your time. Um, and I paid and I left. So um, that being said, I have a great therapist now and a great doctor, and that um, I attribute a lot of that to just being yeah unapologetic in advocating for myself. So I encourage other people to do the same. There is nothing wrong with um, standing up for yourself. And I think that that's a huge part of being able to find health with mental illness. Um, and then the last little piece is uh, more recently, in the summers, most often I would notice these little stints of depression and and before, as I was growing up, it was I would be so anxious all the time and I would struggle for so long that I would end up feeling depressed and desperate for change. And I wanted, I didn't want it to continue to happen. And what happened the past few years is I would get to a point in the summer where it would blindside me and I'd have these days with depression. I didn't know where it was coming from. And I realized that that was just depression, <laughs> that that was its own thing um, apart from the anxiety and that that was a new thing that I was going to have to tackle. And um, again, I was really lucky that I looked some different things up and I was able to articulate that to my doctors and really just be like, hey, I need help for this specific thing. Now, this is not just anxiety. This is something in and of itself. And so my doctors worked with me on that, but it, it did. It kept happening. And this past summer, so just a little over a year ago, I had a really rough couple of weeks. And it didn't seem to pass very quickly. And a lot of times I would wait it out or I would let my doctor know and they might make a small adjustment to my medication. And... Not, nothing really seemed to get it to go away. And I had a day where I just really felt lost. And I actually kind of 
had a little bit of a break and I fell to my knees in the middle of my closet actually and I was just bawling and I said to well I said to God and this was a, a new thing for me and I said hey it's me uh I know that I just kind of refound you and I don't really know how to do this and I don't really know how this works but I ha- I have to tell you this that if you really want me to continue to live like this and you really want me to do this over and over and over again if that's really what you want then I need a really really good reason why I need you to give me a really good reason why and it and it wasn't any like super like dramatic thing to be honest with you it was it was just all of a sudden i had the power to stand back up and i stopped crying and i was like okay i was like i have to start doing something with this this is supposed to be something else. I am meant to do something with this. And I had been going to um, church for really the first time in my life. And we had just heard um, one of the gentlemen who speaks. He does an amazing job. And he said something that really stuck with me. And it came back to me in that moment. As I was standing back up, he said in this sermon I guess you are meant for something more and we are meant to thrive not just survive and that those words came back to me and I believe that it was God he I recalled those words exactly um as they were said in the in the sermon and I stood back up and from that day forward I have been on this journey of sharing my story in a way that I've never shared it before. Um, instead of just sharing it, you know, between me and a coworker or between someone who I f- somehow find, I have a knack for finding people who are struggling with these things and sharing my story and they share theirs back. And you have this like kindred feeling with these people who also struggle with these things. There's no one who understands it better. And I began on this journey of sharing it with, I mean, everyone, basically, (laughs) is what it comes down to. And this Invisible Project stems from that, from being able to share my story with more and more people and having other people given a platform to share their story because... When we all come together, it's it's so much easier and to have resources and people and when you deal with these kinds of things and you feel so alone, having a resource and a place to go where you know for sure you're not, no matter how you're feeling, no matter those, you know, the thoughts in your head that tell you like it's going to be this way forever or that you're all alone, those that's not the truth. I want this to be a space where people find tools and resources to own their mental health and to hear real stories from real people about their struggles and their wins.